Welcome to Ben Davis Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. This is our review show on the podcast feed, and this week's show is its very much a one-and-done. Not a busy weekend at the movies for me at all, uh, as there was only one movie that I, I went to go see. I was busy most this weekend doing fantasy football drafts. Uh, had some good draft picks. Not all the picks I wanted, but I got most of them. But... Without further ado and without further ramblings of fantasy football, let's get into our one and only review this week, Candyman. Set in present day, we follow Anthony McCoy, played by the fantastic Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and his partner Brianna, played by Tiana Paris, as they move into a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini. After hearing a horror legend about the Candyman, Anthony decides to use it as an inspiration for an art piece. However, he unknowingly opens the door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying new wave of violence. So I'm not going to say you're an at like I'm the biggest Candyman fan in the world. I wa- I haven't seen all the movies. I watched the the first one, um, and what I can tell you is that I watched it every chance I could growing up on the uh, AMC horror marathons that they used to do every year. I found the movie to be creepy, haunting, and it had a lot to say socially about race and and racial trauma. Uh, Tony Todd was amazing as the OG Candyman, and he, let's be honest, he has the perfect voice fit for it. He's just perfect. It's almost as, to me, in the horror world, that is like Darth Vader and James Earl Jones. They're just synonymous together. They just go tit for tat you know i can't i can't see it any other way this new movie from what i gather uh isn't really a sequel to all the other films and there have been a a lot uh but really is it's a straight up sequel to the first movie that treats it as its own sequel and kind of erases all the other ones this is something similar to what you know halloween did with their sequel that came out in 2018 that ignored, you know, from Halloween to on, you know. This is essentially the, the movie version of a, of a do-over. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is someone who I have just thought is awesome ever since I saw him as Black Manta and Aquaman. He has, like, a really great screen presence and manages to always give very raw and emotional performances, no matter the the subject matter or the material. I just think the guy's awesome. I I really, really do. I think he's wonderful. And Tiana Paris is someone who I haven't seen much of, but she did recently star in WandaVision as Monica Rambeau, and she completely stole the show in that series. Uh, I thought she was the best part of that entire series. Uh, Speaking of series, um, she'll be seen again in the Marvels, a sequel to Captain Marvel, and she'll be reunited with the director of the film, uh, Nina DaCosta. Uh, now, before I get into my overall feelings on this movie, I just want to say, regardless of my complex feelings on Candyman, I think uh, Nina DaCosta's direction style is incredibly fresh, artistic, and feels very new. She has a very unique style in a way, in the way that she decides to to shoot things. It, it made this movie really engaging as I felt her direction style really sucked me in and never let me go into the until the credits rolled. It was really hypnotizing. 
um, which I'm sure was done on purpose, but still, it was next-level stuff. I've, I've never seen her film The Little Woods, but it has climbed up my list on films to watch. I, I, I really look forward to seeing what she's able to do with the Marvels as well. Uh, but back to Candyman. So, I've wrestled with my thoughts on this film. At times, I found myself thinking how incredible this movie was and how it was able to really dig deep on those real and prominent social themes it presented, uh, how unique the visual style and storytelling that complemented those themes were, and how great the thrills and kills were in this movie, which you know is, is a, is a must-need or must-needed ingredient for any horror film. But I've also wrestled with how certain times I felt like I was watching a movie that, while talking about things that need to be discussed, felt like it was just covering topics for a speech instead of weaving them thoughtfully into a plot in a coherent manner. At times, I felt like this movie was juggling too much with its themes. It executes them on a surface level. You know, it doesn't really dive deep within just characters, you know, talking like not people talk about topics. It just felt like bullet points. As an audience member, I and as I've stated many times on this podcast, I'm a big fan of show don't tell. Because when I hear dialogue that I feel is telling me how I should feel, I feel like the writers don't trust me as a viewer to get it and I feel talked down to. This can cause, you know, frustration with me on any topic, no matter what it is. Now, the counter to this is that there is a sequence in the movie where Anthony is describing, you know, his art to a critic and he calls himself out for this. And even prior to that, when Anthony shows Brianna his art, she tells him straight up, it's a little forward and a, and it's painful. Uh, and I, I get the message is that, you know, we are going to hit you over the head with what we're saying because it's important and growth hurts. But this is a story, you know, telling mechanism that regardless of how well intentioned you are, makes me feel that you don't trust the audience and most importantly, yourself as a writer and a storyteller. This is also very, you know, has a very confusing ending. I have many questions regarding Anthony and how certain things go down with him and the mechanics of how that all works and what exactly his bigger picture role was in all this. This may be spoilery, and I'll try my best not to spoil anything, but I get the twist of the mythos and the themes that it was conveying, and which I think is great. I just don't know how it all fits together. You know, it felt very sloppy, like a movie that I also have very similar feelings on, Us, which is another Jordan Peele movie. Speaking of sloppy, there are a lot of plot points brought up in this film that seem very important to the characters but are never fully discussed afterward or come into play it felt added just to have character fluff with no other purpose you know this movie's characters suffer at the expense that it seems the characters are just there to serve the message rather than the message actually serving the characters you know but there are great things going on in this movie I love how this movie discussed art and how we see, you know, this artist lose himself in the work by going further down this twisted candy land that, you know, might not be as sweet as honey. It reminded me in a lot of ways of The Shining, a man's slow descent into madness and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II crushes it, 
You know, the guy is just awesome. And the kills are graphic and chilling. I, I love the use of reflections and camera and the camera work is breathtaking. The sound design made me, you know, it, it's something that needs to be heard and was designed to be heard in a theater. It's amazing. Again, there's a lot to love here, but there's a lot I don't think really works despite having all the ingredients and best intentions to work. I want to reserve my judgment to later change this grade as I think over time and after I analyze it more and after more viewings, I'll appreciate it and I'll, I'll get it more. But for now, this is the most confused I've been on my feelings on a movie all year. You know, one minute I love it and I'm recommending it to people. The next minute, I'll just be sitting quiet and all of a sudden I'll just start discussing this uh, with whoever's near me that I am frustrated by it and I'm bummed by it. You know, and that's not something I, I, I think the movie really wants and as me as an audience member really wanted. I'm going to give Candyman a B minus. So not a horrible grade. I like this movie. I still do. But I think there is a lot of stuff in this movie that was executed really poorly. And I think it comes down to the writing. I think that's what it boils down to. But that wraps up this week's review show. <laughs> Very quick. Uh, my movie this week to check out is Candyman by default. Uh, so the majority of people seem to really love this. So check it out if you got the time. Uh, don't just take my opinion as, you know, stone cold facts. Movies are subjective. They're going to hit you differently. So just take what I'm saying and use it to you know inform your opinion, but don't use it to make your opinion. Um, go out and judge it for yourself. You may end up loving it. You may end up liking it. You may end up having a dis discussion with me later telling me how great it is and convincing me that it is good. That could very well happen. Um, so yeah, go out and see it. Make up your own mind. Uh, I'll be back next week to review uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm so excited for that. And I'll be joined by a really cool guest. I, I can't wait for you guys to hear him. He's awesome. But until then, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, rate us. And while you're at it, give us a follow over on Instagram or TikTok at Ben Davis Movie Podcast. Stay up to date with all the latest content I have for you guys. Anyway, until next time, stay classy. <laughs>